Everybody and welcome to a cost-cutting, free agency priming Wednesday night warring episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from this week's massive WWE layoffs, venture into the land of the Wednesday night slaughter being at an end. It's over, man. It's no longer a slaughter. It's a real back and forth, maybe, or at least for two weeks, or maybe a new slaughter's beginning. Anyway, we'll get into it. And Matt, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to take uh, just a moment here to uh, talk about one of the great voices in wrestling history uh, passed away uh, today at the age of 69, uh, Howard Finkel. So thank you. Uh, one of the great in-ring voice. I, there's, there, there's no hyperbole there, Matt. He's, he's been there for so many huge moments. Um, and I don't know if we want to jump right into it or you want to do the shenanigans that we uh, usually start our shows with. Let's knock that out and uh, talk about Howard. Yeah, I uh, we absolutely couldn't get past it because ever since we started the show, we've been doing impressions to honor Howard Finkel. And we've always even prefaced it by saying we're not making fun of him. We just have always loved him so much. And that's why, Mike, you do your, your impression is, is out of love and how much of a difference he's made in our lives. And um, I I don't, I don't want to, all right, I'm gonna get this stuff out of the way, but this, that is the most important thing to us right now is is, is the Fink. But uh, if you could find us on uh, Instagram, we, uh, we have uh, brothers underscore of underscore discussion and YouTube, we are now sharing these podcast episodes through video with some Zoom conversations we're recording. Uh, we do have our Facebook page. We have our live wrestling discussion group that we hope, uh, actually, it's titled Just That, brought to you by BOD Podcast. And that's in reference to our uh, Twitter account and our website, which is at uh, BOD Podcast on Twitter and BODpodcast.com uh, to find the website. We're also brothersofdiscussion.com. And you can find this episode and so many others on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, uh, like I mentioned, YouTube, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher. Anywhere you can find podcasts, head on over, subscribe, rate, and review for us. It does a tremendous help to uh, the ratings of the show, but also your ability or uh, anybody else's ability to find it. So, Mike, with that, um, I, I I hope, uh, yeah, I do, I do, you know, let's, we do want everybody to follow, but um, the... The more pressing matter here is is the Fink, and to honor him, I I, I actually did want to go ahead and uh, do a ten bell salute because this this is someone that has meant so much to us, and I felt it would have been I don't know like it would have been different if we we're reading off anybody else, um, and and that sounds morbid maybe a little disconnected with humanity but what i want you to know is how much howard finkel meant to us and how much he meant to the brothers of discussion um i don't mean for this to sound terrible but it's probably a very short list of individuals who would actually get this honor from the brothers of discussion uh this is a tremendous blow i think and it's tough for me to talk about because i'm thinking about it right now and mike we're able to share um our, our love of Howard Fink together. And um, 
Yeah, I I know it's it's silly and he's the ring announcer, but um it it was still something that we found a connection just because of what a unique voice Howard had and all the unique opportunities he had and Mike as you as you already talked about um on uh, uh during during our our pre-show or our note taking uh were some of his his achievements um and then you were you were playing his his Hall of Fame speech I'm pretty sure where he uh he used the uh the and new member of the Hall of Fame but um yeah, I uh, like I said, I, I don't want this to come off too corny. I don't want it to come off like we're trying to get attention. I just no, it was uh, we've I been think, around for a lot of passing. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely appropriate for this show. Um, I mean, you know, we we started watching wrestling in the in the nineties when we were you know kids, and he was basically there for you know every major you know title change. He's the one that you know wrestling as we're learning with this um, uh, COVID environment that we're living in so much of wrestling is you know the sights and sounds and one of the major sounds outside of the crowd is that ring announcer who helps sell the importance of the match and you know when a title does right. change hands i think nobody made it sound more of a you know crowning achievement and i i think even howard was saying you know i'm the one who introduces you to the throne um you know, in his Hall of Fame speech, you know, he's there for all the greats, you know, the, the Stone Colds, the Hogans, the Shawn Michaels. Um, I know Edge and Christian really liked him a lot. Um, he's also there, you know, at the, um, God, what was it? Uh, 2000, the uh, WrestleMania with the TLC. Um, you know, he's there for Warrior, mm -hmm. all those guys that they knew, you know, and I, I, you know, you, you alluded to you and I doing it like impressions of him. Um, I think you could make the case that every ring announcer after that is, in essence, doing, you know, professionally some sort of impression of Howard, putting that emphasis on the yeah. and new because of, you know, what we've all learned that that um, like connotative meaning is like how how big a deal it is to be that new champion. And it's, you know, you want the belt, but the belt doesn't feel as good if you don't have that, you know, that voice, you know, again, yeah. getting you into the throne. Um, I always loved, uh, uh, the way the, the rules of the Royal Rumble would, uh, evolve. And so poor Howard had to kind of go into detail. You know, it used to just be, you know, uh, every two minutes, a new superstar will enter the match. And now it's like, and we need to make sure both feet land on the floor. So it was like, he was kind of, you know, like for me, binge watching Royal Rumbles back to back, you could see how he had to do like the evolution of the explanation as the years went by. Um, so it was, it was kind of a little fun note there. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, he got his little return um, uh, for CM Punk when he had his feud with uh, Del Rio and Del mm -hmm. Rio already had his own personal announcer and CM Punk, you know, brought on the hall of famer and, you know, people really, you know, freaked out for that deservedly um so it's just you know a couple cool moments i really enjoyed yeah and i um well i you know let's just uh, we'll we'll jump into it here um i was going to mention that that wwe network the the first show that they had uh that was uh episodic was that uh house of legends i think it was called uh and he you know he was a goofball on that he's a joy um but yeah let's uh We'll jump in here uh, again. This is just an opportunity to make sure that we're 
we're ensuring that the WWE universe and the pro wrestling fans of the world, no matter what brand you're you're a fan of, you're taking that time just to recognize one of the best. So again, forgive us if this is too corny. But, yeah, just do uh, it. Like I, I said, people this, will understand. Do it. Yeah, this this isn't going to be too long of a list that we would do this for, and Howard's one of them. Everybody, thanks for letting us do that. Um, we, uh, I, I mean, I just sitting there talking about Howard, and I, 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 I hadn't actually uh, let myself really think about it, and that was the, I was just sitting there describing how I felt, and I, I did get all teared up. Uh, so I think it's best if I just move on and we start talking about some more terrible news um, in pro wrestling and the WWE. Uh, Mike, how do, how do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, I, you know, uh, I think the bell really gets you choked up. But feels like a real finality. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to uh, you know something else. We're gonna miss you, Howard. Uh, luckily, there's you know so many great highlights we can catch you on YouTube or the network, and I'll definitely be doing more of that this week. Um, but you know, the the great circus, the show must go on. But uh, Matt. Ordinarily, you could just say that yeah. and start talking about the new storylines and feuds, but uh, this COVID environment that we're living in, uh, WWE is not immune to it. Uh, we had a massive yeah. uh, roster change this week where WWE basically released, uh, what, 30 to 40 different uh, on-air talents, uh, coaches, referees, writers, um you know, producers, people behind the scenes, um, people have been there a while too. Uh, it was it was a pretty pretty crazy couple days here, um, and uh, you know we want to go through the names, but I also think you know something you want to examine is what feels like outrage from people. But I think when you see the names on this list, I I don't think that you could like honestly make the argument that obviously you don't want them to be unemployed but i i don't think that they were right. you know being utilized in a way that anyone would be you know super excited you know if you're a fan of one of these guys um i mean you know if we go through some of the highlights of this list matt uh drake maverick zach Ryder, carl anderson luke gallows heath slater eric young uh rowan sarah logan uh no way jose Mike Chioda, my God, uh, EC3, Aiden English, Leo Rush, Ramon Epico, uh, Kurt Angle, Lance Storm, IRS, um, uh, you know, the Canellis uh, family, uh, some of the writers too, some of the people who came up with the uh, Otis and Mandy storyline, which I was a big fan of, uh, you know, how near and dear Otis is, uh, and we both, I think we both follow Mandy on Instagram uh, for the articles. Uh, so we've been, uh, you know, pretty tuned into that storyline. But, Matt, uh, 
Did uh, did your screen just close? My oh, it said it just my gave Zoom me the app that you just the host, updated which... while you were talking, so this that audio. Right? Yeah, right. I, it's my meeting room, but no, I uh, my Zoom just signed me out and signed me back in, for. so it decided to Thanks. update mid. Uh... Thanks, Zoom. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I'll, I'll figure this out uh, later. Yeah, great. Is uh, <laughs> I, I like. To have these discussions, Matt, it's, it's, I like for you, Here's, I already here... know where your head's at. So it's kind of hard to ask these questions, but is anybody outside of being unemployed, is anybody really worse off like on screen talent wise, like being released? The argument is now they're not getting paid during this hardship. So are they worse off financially? Yes. If the argument is that these guys want to see themselves in a better storyline or closer to a main event, this was that solution. This is the, uh, for most of these people, this is that um, celebration we had for the revival last week. So job-wise, pro-wrestling-wise, getting to find better opportunities, getting an opportunity to prove yourself, uh, this is... This is that better option. Um, I Mike, I got fired myself. So in my head, the way I looked at it was this is now my chance to prove that uh, I know what I can do elsewhere. Um, and I actually, you know, I wasn't happy at my former job at all. So uh, that, you know... I, I, can, I can really see myself in some of these in, in the shoes of some of these pro wrestlers. I'm not a pro wrestler myself. I do marketing, but um, you know when you're not when you're not happy with where you're work uh, where you're working, and they do put you in this situation, it does suck at first. And I can totally like empathize because again, I was just there two two three weeks ago. And, uh, even though, I mean, the conversations I had with my wife, like before it happened, were like, oh man, this really, this feels like this is it. I'm finally going to get out of there. Like this is, this is going to be the end of that work relationship. But then even when it happens, you're still like, you, re I read the, <laughs> I got an email, everyone, uh, to tell me I was let go. Yeah. Huge nards on my boss. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, a little bit. So hopefully, uh, so, you know, Drake Maverick and Zack Ryder are having these conversations with their significant others. But um, <laughs> but it's still, you still read that message or you get that message in any way and you're still shattered because now you're being told that you are, um, you are expendable. And that is very hard to deal with. It's just, you know, in some of the way, like what's happened over these last couple weeks, Mike, is that I've reflected and I've gone, you know what? I didn't belong there. Um, there's there's one of those things, like some of these guys, uh, it was their dream to work for the WWE. They've lived that dream. And if they worked there or, you know, if, if they spent another, you know, Zack Ryder does another 10 years where we see him once a year and he has to job out to someone is that really living the dream you know maybe it's it's that point where um i learned this entangled mike that uh, uh rapunzel was so worried about seeing the lights entangled uh because that was her dream and what does she do after that uh but it's uh flynn finn or flynn rider tells her that's the beauty of 
reaching your dreams is that now you get to have another one uh so this just means all of these guys get to hit another point in their life where yeah. uh they get to you know become a champion elsewhere they get to prove themselves they get to bet on themselves and if it's not pro wrestling um a lot of these guys have shown in the past like a lot of talent uh i'm looking at carl and luke uh carl anderson luke gallows drake maverick uh ec3 like these guys just ooze um if it's not pro wrestling ability it's um it's charisma uh it's aiden english is another guy i mean it's just this ability to 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 actually be an entertainer performer actor um i don't want to see them at like a you know universal studio stunt show but uh it, it would be you know it would be pretty tough for me to imagine these guys not getting work uh mike kyota's a tough one because you kind of figure this guy's a career referee so you just got a referee somewhere else yeah that was the weirdest one because i just i just always picture the referees just retiring where they're at except you know for I mean? earl but, abner um i i think you're i think you're and, on the money and again for, uh, I, I just want to say i, I am just... i was frustrated yesterday reading social media because there is a lot of negativity out there but a lot of these guys are like I'm in that I'm in that position. So when I when I'm frustrated, I'm speaking from me actually living that exact scenario, and knowing that when these types of things happen, it's it's for a reason and it's for a good reason. Um, but I don't mean that to say that they suck. I mean that to say that in in the grand scheme of things and them moving on in their lives. I mean. Carl Anderson just posted today his machine gun video, and then he's already on his way to Japan. So I I don't yeah like I these guys are gonna be okay yeah I mean it might just be because it's fresh in my mind but I was listening to uh, Brody Lee on the Jericho podcast and he was talking about um, sometimes how hard it can be if if you're not you know somebody doing mm-hmm. what's kind of in Vince's vision because um, you know he he was talking about you know he's a guy from New York um, and he's you know self self-described as you know pretty eloquent you know he's got a pretty good vocabulary and i think his aew resume is starting to prove that for sure and uh you know if, if you're not part of vince's mold if if you don't look the way or act the way that you know when he sees you the way you know the character is in his head then it's not going to work like you know he kept wanting brody for example to uh like do a southern accent and he's like that's that's not me it's not going to sound good um uh, and Vince just said, oh, just give it a try for me, bud. You know, and here he was in the White family for a couple of years and doing the Bludgeon Brothers. And, you know, he had that, I think he, had the, he said he had the Intercontinental Championship for like yeah, him maybe and three weeks, something like that. That was like yeah, his career that's one of my favorite ladder match matches. Dolph. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and I, I think that the fans, like he started to say that, you know, and he'd be in these eight eight man, 10 man tags and at house shows and people would be cheering for him. So he's like, I know I can do this, but it was just something about, you know, Vince got where he is. Cause he's a, you know, he's a no nonsense boss and he takes risks and he's good at his job. Cause that's how he's a billionaire. Right. But yeah, I think for most of the people on this list, I, I don't think that, you know, Rusev or no way Jose or, you know, Rowan, Brody, uh, you know, Drake Maverick. I don't know if those guys really are at their creative ceilings with how Vince was looking and treating at them. And so it's okay. Yeah. 
I think it just means that WWE is going to be one way and all these guys can definitely go, you know, and achieve their goals somewhere else. Uh, when Drake Maverick posted that video of him, you know, pouring all his emotion out, you know, getting fired never feels good. And I, I just, I look at a guy like that and I remember him walking into WWE and he's what, like maybe five feet tall, uh, you know, about a buck 20 and at least that's how he looks. And uh, I just, I think about a place like AEW and how they'll give like Marco Stunt a job and comparatively, you know, Drake has, you know, been in the game a little bit longer, but I mean, that's a place, you know, there's wrestling promotions that could easily right. find a yeah. work for Drake Maverick because he's so good on the mic. He's hilarious. He will do any <laughs> job for you. Um, right. And I, I mean that, like, I know it sounds silly like him losing, but I, I mean, like he's ready to step in and be that, that kind of charismatic character. I think he's, you know, somebody's going to be fine. EC3, I think, is going to be fine. Um, he certainly didn't seem like he was ready to, you know, uh, take his ball and just go home and give up. I, I think he's definitely ready to, you know, maybe look into New Japan, the Ring of Honors, um, and the AEWs. That's that's the only tough part about this is I, I could legitimately see AEW finding value in most of mm -hmm. these guys who are released yeah. in some capacity. Um, even somebody like No Way Jose, who again to i think to kind of connect that with what brody was saying how you know I, i'm an eloquent new yorker but, but vince looked at me and thought hillbilly so i'm gonna be a southern hillbilly <laughs> hillbilly i like that like uh no way jose uh, yeah. well you look latin you're gonna be a dancer <laughs> and it's like the dude's like six foot five did you know that he's like six foot five he's like 260 pounds yeah. he's like as big as roman reigns so, I mean, you could just change that. You could be anybody at 6'5", 260. Jeez, <laughs> um, he doesn't have to be a clown anymore. You know what I mean? So, a lot yeah. of these guys, um, I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them. I, I think a lot of them are going to do fine. Uh, Leo Rush can talk his way into any job. He's he's great. Um, uh, I mean, Sarah Logan could definitely beef up any women's roster if she wanted to keep wrestling. Eric Young would be, you know, a hell of an addition anywhere. You know, we've talked about him. Uh essentially he was almost like a, a an on-camera coach um when he was with sanity um you know he did really well in tna and you know he he'll be great wherever he goes yeah i i just um, want to throw in I, i'm not i'm not as upset right. as other people i i'm 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 bummed that they don't have a job i want them to get a job as quickly as possible and i know it might be tough you know we all keep even i i just guiltily said it you know what's AEW going to want to do with as far as signing people they can't they can't be immune to what COVID's doing right. to the economy so i mean it's not like they're just going to be lapping up all these guys and just getting all these cast offs from wwe but these are guys who i think with you know the right um the right minds and especially in an arena where they let you have that creativity uh match wise and promo wise i think a lot of these guys could really shine on TNT with uh, under Tony Khan and, and uh, I don't know if there's you know there there are those guys on this list that that you you have more concern over others uh but I do I do ultimately think like when this happens and I've been hearing this um you know when I when I struggle to find a job I you know you hear like the right one's going to pop up eventually and what you have to tell yourself is just you know, like right now, I've never been happier in my entire life. I get to spend my days with my baby girl. Um, I'm collecting unemployment. It's pretty great. 
and uh yeah i i'm okay. nice and relaxed and stress-free um the most stress i have now was i uh, gave my baby girl little puffs today for the first time for her to chew on and she thought they were swallowables so we had to fix that problem real quick luckily they dissolve that's what they're made for so <laughs> but yeah that's like the yeah. biggest stress in my life but half of that was me just going all right got it i wasn't actually throwing it at her i was putting it on a tray for her to eat but yeah i mean like right now i'm in, i'm just like living the dream and i i can't imagine i can't imagine that too many of those guys felt like besides the fact that you get to tell people you're at, you're in the wwe and for me like my working situation was just kind of like i'm working i wasn't really proud to say where i worked but I know a lot of my own creative decisions were being stifled where I worked and it was actually hurting the business when they weren't doing what I was saying because um, they had this idea. I mean, it's so it, it parallels like what's going on with with somebody like Brody, like you were talking about before, where it's like um, I, I worked for a school that was trying to be like an Instagram influencer and everything I was saying was, no, you need to remember your school. And they kept saying, no, let's put on cute videos and uh, we'll go viral. Oh, okay, right. I forgot there was a formula uh, to go viral. Uh, let me calculate that real quick. Not a thing. So where I came at things from like a more realistic perspective and Brody was like, I don't do accents. <laughs> Uh, Vince McMahon and my stupid uh, boss I've... were like, oh, but I have this idea and how dare you not want to go with my idea. <laughs> so ultimately, again, uh, yeah. I think better situations and we're not arguing with anybody that that is would possibly come back at us and say, I can't believe you're happy that these people got fired. Not saying that. Not happy about the fired happy about the next opportunity and i think it really is greater for all of these guys uh, because being a jobber um wherever my next job is is not my hope <laughs> now uh we are saying maybe the situation isn't as bad as it first seemed for all these wrestlers but we are still gonna say fuck the wwe because mike linda mcmahon and her trump super pack Make a promise to spend $18.5 million in Tampa Bay and Orlando. Very next day, the WWE is named essential by the state of Florida, and they will go back to doing live shows. Putting, putting about, these employees and these workers in danger, instead of in a more controlled environment, in a show that doesn't need to be recorded live. And part of this is USA and Fox. Because the argument is WWE needs to do live shows so that um, things don't get messed up with sponsorships and the contract that SmackDown or um, Fox and USA have with WWE is for live shows and they can only do so many pre-taped. I think part of that is bullshit because how could these like these networks are canceling shows? uh when because no. they can't go on it's, like you just gotta grace the right hands you know this is that's all this oh, is um i love this i love this story it's um, so stupid <laughs> um i i love this story uh it's 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 that's all it is it's just telling you that money talks and if you put your money in the right spot lo and behold rest wrestling is an essential business 
Come on, man. No, that's. Yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm just gonna selfishly be like, how convenient good. that, uh, that... <laughs> I'll be there on Mondays and Wednesdays. I guess if uh, you know these, they're gonna keep subjecting these wrestlers to this environment. Yeah. Okay. How convenient fine. is it that the Performance Center is located in Florida, and Florida just happened to call out WWE as an essential business now? <laughs> um. Furthermore. Mike, uh, on top of all of this, uh, Vince McMahon is appointed to the advisory group to help the president sort out the economy. Is this the same man who's uh, two-time, <laughs> two-time XFL football yeah. league went bankrupt? My man! Yeah, so this, this all about. happens in the same week. He gets saved by a super PAC. Um, he has a mass release day that like the way that's handled too uh apparently like they made the announcement that it was going to happen so all of these wrestlers mm. heard this and then they released it like then you had to wait by your phone for hours waiting for that phone call R- that just ridiculous and then uh yeah and then vince mcmahon uh he's now working yeah for any of you that are so excited um to vote in november for uh for the current president to, to uh, win again. Um, exhibit A. It's also it's also a vote for the McMahon. <laughs> oh, so. there you go. But uh, ex- Exhibit A for know. his decision making. Uh, if you're upset about the roster releases or the fact that these pro wrestlers now have to work live shows and are now in more danger for their own health and Roman Reigns will continue to not be on TV because he has leukemia. Yeah. That's that's the president you'll be voting for. Um, do you need more proof as to what a bag of dicks he is? I don't. I haven't needed proof for four years. Um, and <laughs> I, I just... All of this is mind-blowing. Uh, it's mind-melting. It's uh, nauseating. I could go on, but uh, I think for most of you, I know there is a cross-section between... Uh, conservative politics and pro wrestling and i i hope that you will look at this and not say wow what an idiot how does he not see that uh vince mcmahon has this uh now is a million dollar industry not a billion dollar industry anymore um (laughs) he has this million dollar industry you buffoon he obviously knows what he's doing well that might be true in a sense, but I think we also know that uh, this business could be doing so much better, as CM Punk put it in his pipe bomb promo. Um, I, I just, yeah. yeah, it's just the can always be better. But do you know, have a light you could put on your face, Mike? Yeah, a light. Uh, That's okay if you can't. Like I can lean towards the camera. <laughs> You're getting pretty dark. It seems to. I don't know what's going on. I have the light on in the background. There you go. Um, let me see if I can get some light in here. I gotta get you a ring light. Um, I have a ring light, and I'm afraid to put it up because I don't want to be the guy that puts up a ring light. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's gone now. It's one of those... Um, it's a ring light. <laughs> so, when you here say ring light... Oh, no, it's empty. It... Um, it looks like that. This should have a light in it. Oh, there it is. Oh. So you should get one of these because 
we're not this isn't a sponsor so you hook it up and it you know when you see those pictures and everybody has that nice little ring on their iris that's what it's mm-hmm. this yeah a ring light yeah. okay Anyway, uh, Matt, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the Super PAC swooping in, uh, wrestling being essential. Uh, we've got, uh, you know who Michael Burry is, Tell me. Matt? He's, uh, he was Christian Bale in the big short. He was the guy who uh, uh, made the bet on, uh, on, the, on the mortgage industry, who became a, you know, multimillionaire because of that, uh, that yeah. financial move. Um, he's also a guy, he's a physician outside of being an investor. Um, and he's, uh, he's basically talking about, um, let's get the economy going again. Cause, uh, COVID only affects people who don't have strong lungs. So he would totally be on board with WWE being an essential business and probably kickstarting the entire NBA again, because it should theoretically be a bunch of people with healthy lungs. So how's that? We got a lot to juggle this week, Matt. He started a Twitter account. This, uh, the hedge fund gambler who won big, he started a Twitter account just to get this word out there because he said the economy's going down the toilet. So if you're scared of that, you know, the economy just crumbling and, you know, a, a 2020 depression, um, not unlike what we had uh, the last time Michael Burry made a ton of money, which was 2008, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, be uh, pro, pro McMahon and pro Trump. Uh, to try and rescue the economy. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I'm just saying that one of the voices for this is a guy who's very rich from what he thought before. So he, he has a resume for these kinds of things. Um, but, man, I, 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 it's just baffling that somehow wrestling wormed its way in, and specifically WWE wrestling somehow wormed its way into being essential. It's it's mind-blowing stuff. Um but I mean, statistics are there that it's it's mostly affecting people with uh, 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 you know conditions beforehand, uh, you know p- older folks, you know. So it, that you know hasn't really had a lot of impact on the younger people. So, but it can. It can, but most of the time it hasn't. So let's make sure, Jerry. Let's make Neither sure Jerry the King. Neither of us are hedge Let's fund make sure seventy-year-old Jerry the King uh, is announcing then on Monday, uh, as he was. Hey, you know what? If that means I don't have to hear anymore. But he races, was there. Uh, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that because he was there. He's this close to being done. Okay, that's awful. I don't really. I don't want to be on tape saying it's too more. late. This is going. I want it to be after the show. Or before <laughs> the show. No, I just want him to stop getting paid to comment on, you know, Akira Tozawa, who is an accomplished, wonderful wrestler, and uh, uh, we don't need his dated material anymore. So. Well, uh, let's uh, uh, let's talk some pro wrestling, Mike. Uh, I remember yeah, pro we, wrestling. Look, here, here's we talk the politics of pro wrestling because it's important. Uh, because you can't just let any of this entertainment get away with certain things, I guess. And and we can also tie it back into uh, you know which way we're going to be voting come this November. What what are you doing? Are you doing my my light slapstick, but your version? <laughs> well, I got some light over here. I should have. I think I found it. I, I should have found some way to get this ring light like stuck around my neck while you were talking and I'm just in the background trying to get it off. <laughs> All right. 
Um, Matt, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend are back in the title picture. That's what's been going on recently. <laughs> to the um, point of not letting your entertainment <coughs> get away with things? Um, I think it's... How uh, stupid is it that he's back in the title picture? Don't don't tell me that, well, at least he's fighting <laughs> Braun Strowman and they can talk about him joining the Wyatt family and leaving the Wyatt family. No, this is all... I mean, a lot of people brought up the fact that Goldberg was paid $5 million to do this bullshit in Saudi Arabia and WrestleMania, and now they're releasing all these guys. And how about Bray Wyatt losing the title just... I mean, that John Cena match was amazing, but I I don't understand... I don't know. Like, nobody was tuning in for Goldberg. I, I guess maybe I'm wrong... They, 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 yeah, we don't have the numbers on the inside. Apparently, according to their, their claims, Goldberg is a big deal. <sighs> Apparently, you know, you say Goldberg's going to be on the show. Suddenly, the ratings are through the roof. Unbelievable numbers. You, you wouldn't believe it. Just 2. crazy 4 good numbers. 2.4 to 2.5. Woo! It's a lot. It's an extra 100K, man. Woo! Um, it's... Uh, you just, I think with WWE, you just got to realize that WrestleMania is a different animal. So they just, it's all that work that's been going on the whole year. Don't care. Uh, we're going to put, you know, Lesnar as the champ. We're going to have Goldberg as the champ. We're going to have, you know, 60-year-old Undertaker fight in a, you know, biker costume. That is the uh, American badass. That part goes. makes sense. Don't. <laughs> eh, I, you know, there's. Undertaker said it himself. He doesn't want to be that guy who's just out there, you know, past his prime. And it's fine. He is. He's old. He's large. Large people don't age that great. It's, it's, you're a human. Anyway, that's what WrestleMania is. It's that kind of show. Cool. It's over. Now we go back to what we were doing before. I'm okay with it. I, I get it. You know, if that makes some money and that money allows them to, you know, fund more Firefly Funhouse matches. So be it. But uh, it, it didn't make them enough money to keep all those <clears throat> guys. I man, come on. They couldn't predict, you know, what was gonna happen with, you know, the environment here. That's crazy. <sighs> oh. How could they nobody could have predicted that. That that's not a fair I don't think that's fair for them to have to defend against that. I have a um, cookie in my pocket. I thought it was poop for a second. Well, look at that. What? Do you normally have a turd in your pocket? That's what I'm used to, yeah. No, that's <laughs> It looks like a poop. I don't want to. It's a. It's a little piece of a cookie, but I. I picked it up. I think you're gonna have to taste it. I don't want to. It probably it taste it. Looks like this because it went through the wash. It's definitely. It's definitely cookie. not poop, everyone. It's definitely poop. <laughs> it's one hundred percent. I love poop. the video hijinks that I can get into now. Um. Yeah, just uh, not happy. Seth Rollins says goodbye, Mike, to Kevin Owens. Just, ah, I lost, but Drew McIntyre, here I come. Title shot. All right, there's nobody else to do it? Well, no, we're going to fire half the roster. All right, send in Seth Rollins. Okay. Which, again, like, uh, part of this is like, yeah, Bray Wyatt with Braun Strowman. That's actually what I asked for a while back, but I didn't need the title to be involved. And then Seth Rollins fighting Drew McIntyre for the title that makes perfect sense. You've got the the slimiest heel, but it doesn't make sense what happened before. Like there wasn't. I need some something to make sense in between. 
Like, Andrade and Drew McIntyre fighting on Monday Night Raw was probably the deepest storyline that I've seen in WWE storytelling in years. It was just that they went back to Andrade injuring Drew McIntyre um, in the NXT Championship match, and that was part of the reason that they were going to go at it on Monday Night Raw. That makes sense! Um... (laughs) But, you know, just saying, like, things will make sense eventually is is always what um, grinds my gears... If I may, I don't know. Is this a week? Is this week two away from WrestleMania? Yep. So it will at the time. I'm gonna be okay with that because WrestleMania is supposed to be like, all right, we've closed the book. Now we start a new book. So I think I, I'm again. I'm okay with it because we we gotta start this somehow. Uh, it's such a weird formula, yes. though, right? In pro wrestling, like we know. Oh well, he's gonna lose at WrestleMania because he's gonna get a title shot tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, it's a it's a new book, man. You just gotta oh, what's gonna happen here? That's not oh, we gotta no. If you're reading right a here. series, they didn't they don't just oh well, the bad guy's gonna die at the end because he's gonna c- come back. Hmm. Wait well, like a Scar, you know, he he lost in a dark match. You know, he lost the uh, the pride, but then he would eventually overcome Mufasa and he'd be the champion for like twenty years, like like a San Martino run until uh, Simba grew up. And you know, came back for the throne. Right. So, but it might be a it might be a you know dark match, a house match that nobody even sees. You know. And... But what we got was you're talking about the situation like with Seth Rollins. We're... A lot of Disney Plus references on this show. But go ahead. Man. What you're talking about with Seth Rollins is seeing the beginning and the end, and WWE skips the middle. Disney gave you the middle disney skipped the big be- no disney skipped the beginning for scar. right because you don't need to, to know middle. they can show a picture of scar and you know his story you know his background he has a scar i saw a picture of seth rollins i knew his story i'm like that guy's gonna marry becky lynch but then you also got the beginning of the story so <laughs> that's what i'm saying they're skipping the juicy no, man, middle it's a new part. Story. It just started they're, two Mondays they're ago. They're the underwear domes from South Park, where they have a great idea, they have a beginning, they know the end game is to eventually get underwear, but they don't know what's going on. It's I just I don't know. It'll, it'll just happen. It'll be money in the bank. Seth Rollins will be fighting Drew McIntyre, and we'll forget that this month even happened anyway. Nobody's gonna go back on the network and watch this month of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Matt. Riddle me, because <laughs> McIntyre just that man. Um, it still is not that exciting because we've never seen excitement with him holding the title because there's no fans. I'm pretty excited. He had his big. Track. I watch it with a lot of excitement. So what that means blood. is, in my mid-section. right now he's kind of in a uh, <laughs> kind of a meandering feud with Rollins. So it's something that they're going to try and carry. And I got to think SummerSlam is, you know, maybe where we can start getting fans back in the stadiums to watch this kind of stuff. Maybe. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe it won't be till September, October. Got, who knows? Might not be till Survivor Series. So if we're really going to go that long and Rollins is basically there to help get McIntyre over, because we've seen Rollins now, he's taken a backseat from the title, like actually holding it. He's been more there to, um, you know, prop up, you know, the Buddy Murphy's, AOP, Kevin Owens, who didn't really have, like, a WrestleMania moment yet. And now he's going to be there to try and prop up McIntyre. 
what would you say would be your ideal McIntyre feud for when he actually does have a moment with the crowd? Hmm. Because you're right. Like for a short one-off, I was hoping you I were going to ask Andrade story question. is something that they they could probably get a couple more weeks of value out of. I actually wouldn't have minded if that was like his first title defense. But, you know, they haven't quite that. Ah, they're this close to, like, really making Andrade something. Um, but I don't think he's, like, you know, main event of pay-per-view with Drew McIntyre. Not yet. They haven't quite built him to that point. So you know what, who would you put up there? I, I don't want to go into fantasy booking, but I kind of want to go in that realm. Lesnar? What? Lesnar? Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. If you could get <laughs> these two big, meaty men... Uh, slapping meat. And let's get them together. Slapping. I was just going to say slapping I, meat. You know what it is? It's at the end of the night. It's main event time. I want to go to bed. Two minutes. In and out. We'll be done. I want to see Brock win. No, I'm kidding. So, I don't want to get too deep in fantasy booking because everybody's going to roll their eyes. But let's take a back. Let's go back to... to you know, here's, here's the ideal. You're, the ideal is Jinder Mahal. But... <laughs> let's... Let's... Let's now Heath Slater's gone, so I don't think we can bring up 3MB anymore because Heath Slater was carrying the band after McIntyre and Jinder parted ways. But anyway, um, I'll just say it: Adam Cole, Adam Cole at SummerSlam. Let's get that NXT title off of him. Let's get back into that storyline where Adam Cole actually, you know, beat up Drew McIntyre uh, with Undisputed Era, uh, part of their their introduction. I what? Let's let's jump back into that. Let's do that. Let's tell that story. There's a reason that they were targeted. Um, I mean, you know, this is the best thing I can come up with too, uh, as a Drew McIntyre mark, as like off the top of my head. What's what's a great SummerSlam match? And do I write it? You know, do I write it as WWE? Like you said, WrestleMania is just trying to sell tickets, so I pick Goldberg or Lesnar. Do I do my Drew McIntyre dream matches, which again, I just mentioned. Do I just talk like, oh, let's go back to his old WWE storyline and somehow Ziggler gets involved. I'm the only person who wants that, so I'm not even going to think about that in the daytime. But <clears throat> what... <laughs> I, I just... Yeah, I... What if, the, you know, it turns into like a unification and I... I, I there's so many things I could say here. Like, oh, I want to see Bray Wyatt and Drew McIntyre go at it. Like, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam is better than Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre at Money in the Bank with no background or storytelling, but the fact that Seth Rollins ran in after losing at WrestleMania and super kicked Drew McIntyre. You know, right now, I, I, I'm not ready for the, the Adam Cole match um, just because I think they've built up drew is such this massive imposing force adam cole visually in the ring you know it would look like daniel bryan going yeah. in there uh, i mean like there's the a reason disparity. to do and not do anything but yeah i i'm just um i think you were actually you you started off pretty hot i think that jinder mahal suggestion uh, for SummerSlam, kind of jinder mahal should be right now that's a story that did that would write itself Seth Rollins should be SummerSlam. Jinder Mahal should be right now. 
That could go on for two months, two pay-per-views, whatever you want to say. That would be ah oh, so perfect right now. Perfectly cooked steak, ready to go right out the window, right when you show up to the restaurant, because the story is already there. They do some sort of like Randy Orton Edge thing where they're like, oh, let's get the band back together. Literally. And uh, Jinder turns on Drew. And it's just beautiful. I just, because uh, I, I just, I think you could really write a good story with Jinder. That's what I'm getting at. I, I don't think that there's going to be as much of a, like a meaty story with Rollins and Drew. It's just that these are two of their best guys. Um, I just, I think the history is there. I think people would actually want to tune in to see, oh my God, like two of the guys for three, like three MB are going to be fighting for the main belt. Like who would have ever dreamed this was going to happen like five years ago. So I think that SummerSlam being like kind of the smart pay-per-view, I think that's the one spot where you could get this whole match over. Uh, I just, they obviously have a lot of rebuilding to do uh, with the way Jinder's totally crumbled and a lot of his credibility just fell down the toilet. Um, I think he would have to be a guy, you know, who runs in and, you know, crashes like a McIntyre victory or something like that. But I think the, I think there's a lot of intrigue with that story. And outside of, uh, Rollins, outside of Jinder, you know, the other big heel, you know, you'd want to look at like AJ Styles. Um, I think the main issue here is that Drew is, is such a monster. The only way to credibly see him lose is against another monster. Like he, he so handily fought Brock Lesnar, like now what? And even if he goes back to, you know, fight AJ, AJ doesn't have his posse anymore. The club is gone. Now he's just a heel by himself. So he's, he's going to kind of need a reboot as well. He's going to be gone for a while. This is a, this is a tough transition time. I, I think that's the only reason where we're kind of in this, this weird fog where we don't really know what to do right now. That's that's the main reason well, I could see a gender match at some well point. That, so this was the question I was hoping you'd ask, and I'll, I'll just throw out the answer, but, like, so, so what are we watching, essentially? You know, like, we're watching something where a week ago they decided that Seth Rollins would fight Drew McIntyre. Otherwise, there might be some more juice there. Um, You know, it would have been a longer-term storyline, right? So we're saying we're going to watch this thrown-together storyline. Um, and basically, here's what I'm getting at. I, I, this it's is thrown the time... together, though, by design, though, because you don't want a long-term one right out of the gate. I think you just want to have him you know, prove that he's a credible champion against one of the best guys WWE has to offer. I, That's why you have him go against I'm that. making... So my argument... I think you're just, I think you're just being too negative about this. It's, it's okay for what it's supposed well, to be. Well, let me finish. Um, my argument would be that if they're in the writer's room, they've circled that as like a past formula that works. Like, oh, now we can leave and go to lunch because we figured it out. Like, that's what that feels like. And I want to come back to the idea that they were we were, we were seeing rumors of a hiatus. And I I honestly, even the way WrestleMania was, was uh, like, coming down and we were seeing the winds of Becky Lynch holding on to a title. I really thought we were going to hit one. And now it's just, yeah. Um, I think this would have been a great time to try one. I think uh, they're putting their wrestlers in a bad position now. We're getting these storylines that, um, like you said, they can make sense, um, but they're not, they're not well thought out. So what are we, what are we really watching kind of thing? And um, 
yeah, that's what I, I mean, I guess that's what I wanted to get at was maybe this was the time to just pause for a second. Um, let the champions marinate, uh, figure out, you know, some sort of big tournament similar to what new Japan does to, to jump back into, to storylines, to, to hit the reset button kind of thing. Um, instead of, you know, maybe wasting Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, because if you talk about big time heels right now, Seth is at the top of the list. So Drew gets past that. And now we're going to have to spend time building up the next big heel. Um, or we're doing well, like what you're doing on the side though. Well, there you already have a credible, you know, threat to Drew's. That's what you hope you know, they brain. do on the side. So then on the side, you can, you know, rebuild, you know, like a gender right. or something. I mean, that's what we hope, but then we also just found out that these decisions are happening Monday by Monday. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I think is is uh as a viewer i think coming back to that idea that we gotta stay critical of of these entertainment providers um because i my mondays you know maybe i want them back i just <laughs> who knows yeah i i think you're being a little too critical i think on short notice this is fine ah I, I think i'm talking about uh how this you know how the business works on a whole i i I, I don't, like I said, like the exact the words were, yes, this can make sense. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not that well, great. just won. I, I, I mean, you got to get your main guy out there somehow. And I don't know. You only, you only had two episodes. I, I would just be a little more patient. You want to have Drew do something because he's there. He's the new face. So you got to get him, you know, out in the ring fighting people. And yeah, you're already going to have another pay-per-view coming. And, you just, know, we're going to have what, probably six to eight guys and a money in the bank match. And you don't want to necessarily waste that on Seth because he's already won it. And he's kind of, I would think above doing that type of match. So how do you get him on the card? You're going to have him in another mid card feud. Uh, yeah, or you just let them like I, prop up uh, Like I said, like this, this all just kind of feels like reasons for them to go out and finish the writers' meeting and go to lunch. Like there are reasons to do it. Uh, it just, it's not, it's, it's not my, it's not my favorite right now. I think it, 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 it could have been done a lot better. Um, I don't know. We're, I think we both spoke our, our, our our side on on that I, i'm not thrilled with it but um how much time do we have uh all right we've got five minutes to talk aew and nxt <laughs> um less than five well, um yeah let's see if we can try and do our uh, top three moments let's do let's do aew, AEW. Is... nxt won in the ratings but it's you know we got to see timothy thatcher and killer cross uh very very uh i don't know He's not Killer Cross anymore, Matt. All right, uh, Carrion Cross. Um, like it just—it happened, and honestly, I—I—it didn't occur to me what I was watching, what I was watching happen. Like I—I I didn't have the reaction I think they wanted, um, because these guys aren't—you know—it's not like they're former IWGP champions. They're just—they're—they're they're pretty good at wrestling, um, and we haven't really seen anything yet. So it, it was just kind of like, oh. Right there, they are. Um, so, like a killer, you know, is you know that's like a, a verb. I'm gonna go kill you. Do you know what carrion is? Matt? I think it's. Uh, let me see. I think his name 
is well like you're carrying something <laughs> oh no his name's kevin kazar uh so has nothing to so do with carry that. on all they did was change the the c to a k carry on is the decaying flesh of dead animals so his cool. new name is dead flesh cross which is not as bad as Killer Cross, apparently. So, um, mm, I feel like there's some sort of Google translation, like, <laughs> search and uh, thesaurus.com use here, and uh, it just didn't... They found the K word, and they didn't do enough research as to what was going on from there. <clears throat> yeah, he could have been, like, Murderer Moss or something, but I know we already have Riddick Moss, so maybe they didn't want them to look like brothers. I think they wanted to get rid of um, the killer murderer wouldn't accomplish that it's not killer yeah but he's murderer all right what if we call him first degree friend? <laughs> <laughs> well we also had uh finn uh, balor and velveteen get you know they're getting ready to go at it next week i'm pretty psyched about that i, I gotta say this is one of those matches that you kind of wish was happening on like a bigger card and we've talked about this before since nxt's kind of turned into what nxt is now a lot of Cool matches happening with Finn Balor, and they're just not as they're they're kind of underwhelming. Um, Flair uh, uh, Charlotte has her this roster is so great, but I'm gonna kick the shit out of everybody. Uh, promo, which uh, we got a response on Twitter that was I, I I like this promo, and it was just it's confusing because this roster looks like it's about to be destroyed like we jokingly predicted last week mia yim's gonna be first one yeah first one up so that's um geez oh pete i i hope that somebody was listening to the show and was like oh that's perfect it's it's almost like uh kane going up against daniel bryan after he wins at wrestlemania 30 like what yeah, a I, fart you know, in the wind like pfft. oh here comes a <laughs> comes an easy win for charlotte um well like with the women's division uh i wasn't a huge fan of that flair promo but actually i really liked what they did with um uh gosh what is that new girl's name is it An angela gonzalez the one hanging out with dakota kai she's kind of the muscle and then she's fighting uh tegan knox and then uh shotzi came out i i think shotzi's got a chance to be something i kind of like her charisma i like her goofy entrance sometimes when she comes out in a tank and a little army helmet um but that's just the pomp and circumstance. I think the human herself is charismatic enough that she could have got by without all that. Um, but that just adds to it. That, I think that's going to help her sell some t-shirts. Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel, yeah. thank you. Yeah, she's only been on TV a couple right. of weeks. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a good match. I, I think Tegan's, you know, she's probably... If we didn't have Charlotte in the way, I was, you know, kind of excited for this division. I was excited to see Tegan go up against Bianca, and Bianca's called up now. Um, see what happens with her against Shayna. You know, see this mid, uh, women's mid-card feud with Tegan and Dakota. I still like seeing that play out, and eventually maybe one of them be a title contender. It's It was promising stuff, and, uh, you know, I don't think that Flair promo was for you and I. That feels like... You know, we alluded to with WrestleMania where that's kind of one show and then there's like the other show we do most of the rest of the year. It feels like Charlotte is <clears throat> like she's trying to be that WrestleMania thing for NXT every week. And I, I didn't, I don't need it. And I don't, I don't, I get the feeling you obviously don't need that either. No, it's, it's troubling that you're already seeing the promos of Charlotte, like 
Like, is she going to be Charlotte Flair? Or is she going to be sitting here selling the business? And, and it's just this confusing sort of, like, these ladies are so good, but I'm the queen. And it's like, just pick a lane and drive it. And, and you can't... This is just the result of WWE going like, ah, ah we fucked up. Uh, we are about to destroy this division. Because they're already muddying Charlotte Flair's character. So... How did they? Yeah, this this is another one going back it's to like, like this. It's like if Paul Heyman defending, defending, undisputed, the beast. But God damn it, does he respect you? And then he and Brock like both vigorously shake yeah. hands with whoever he's gonna fight. No, he goes out there to be a killer. Right. I mean, a Aryan. Um. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I uh, I wasn't again. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't excited about uh, Flair, but I was. I I genuinely liked that Gonzalez, uh, Tegan, Dakota, uh, Shatsy encounter. I like watching those those four bump into each other. I like that a lot. So what happened on AEW, Mike? Well, it was it was mostly a one match card. Uh, Moxley and well, uh, wait, let me Jake rephrase Jack. it. Tell me how you felt, right? Because we're assuming everybody watched it. I I had fun. Uh, I'm I'm really digging Jericho on uh, commentary. I think he's right up there with the Macho Man because he's giving us the insider stuff, but he's still like in character, being uh, you know a comedian of sorts. Yeah. Um, he even got a few uh, popskis out of Shivani who had to stop calling the match and start laughing. Um, but this was like a series of squashes up till the main event. Um, Murder Hawk, uh, Lance Archer, who Jericho reminded us uh, has been in this business about 20 years. So now he's finally getting a shot. So it's just kind of, oh yeah, good for him. Finally getting on TV. Um, you know, Colt Cabana did the job for him. Uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, got a win. Uh, Sean Spears got a win. Um, so it was just, Sometimes with AEW, I, like, I like their agenda. Like, you know, they'll be, we got to get our tag team division over. Let's have two to three tag matches this week. So, boom, they do that. This week it looked like, well, you know, Sammy's in the inner circle. He's great on the mic, but he started his AEW career with a lot of losses. You know, let's try and pad that win-loss um, uh, disparity a little bit. Same thing with Sean Spears. You know, he's going to be the chairman. He's going to be the guy who has a nickname because he mashed – you know the ceo <laughs> with the chair and broke his skull but he never wins so we got to start you know giving these bad guys some wins let's build up some more heels um especially if they're going to have jericho you know slowly take a back seat and let these other guys kind of step forward let the young guys step up so yeah. i think that's what the goal this episode was um i think it did a good job doing it too and aew continued that um that strategic placement of uh, baby faces and heels kind of circling the ring as if they are part of the crowd. And you can hear them, you know, booing or cheering or wooing, on, you know, knife edge chops. And I think that contributes and makes it a, a better viewing experience. Um, and then the main event, it wasn't at, obviously it wasn't at the level of WWE uh, releases. Like people just, ah, I don't like this. But the Moxley and uh, Jake Jack Hager match, um, a lot of people were kind of being grumpy cats about it. It was a, an empty arena match, and they called in special guest commentator Jim Ross himself, um, who, uh, in uh, classic Jim Ross fashion, Matt, you would have really appreciated this. He, uh, when Moxley won, he said Moxley hits his finisher, the the, the pyramid shift, 
it's you know it's the paradigm but they both start with p so. yeah that's all fuzzy nobody corrected him and he just kept going uh <laughs> but um it was you know it kind of looked like what we saw at wrestlemania it was you know quiet so you heard the uh a lot of grunts a lot of grunts um <laughs> and then um i think the surprising thing matt was that when you looked at your tv and you said you know up you know, Shivani's like, up oh, next is gonna be our main event. And it was like nine twenty-two. I'm like, whoa. And so basically after the entrances, those guys fought for like thirty minutes on a regular episode of AEW. It went from like nine thirty, ding ding ding, all the way up till ten o'clock. Man. So I, it was a little bit of a different fight, um, because you know, Jake Jack, he likes to do the submissions. He's a legitimate, you know, he's a, a amateur wrestler. He did UFC. The guys, you know, an actual band you don't ever want to fight. Um, but it's going up against Moxley, who we're used to seeing, you know, pulling out the toys and, you know, cracking people. And I, I don't think their styles meshed super well, but I th- it was still entertaining enough. And the right guy got over. And I don't think Jake Jack should be upset that that's his only loss so far in AEW. Uh, I, I just... It surprised me that people were so critical of it after, you know, we watched essentially eight hours of that for WrestleMania weekend, silence and grunts. I I thought it worked for what it, you know, what it was. Yeah, I, I will never stop saying I hope we continue to get, like, some version of audienceless matches. I think there's still ways to do it better or uh, improve upon what you're doing. Uh, but I, I don't hate it. Um, I never... I, how many times do we watch do. these matches and we're mad at the audience for not reacting the way we need them to react? So take that out of it. Just you wouldn't you wouldn't have that thought if you weren't watching a match happen and just trying to watch what's going on in the ring. I, I can't tell you how many times I've disagreed with what you get these reviews from Bleacher Report. We've talked before, and I've told you that, I, Mike, I end up watching wrestling with the sound off. And then you're like, what? You missed the pop. And then we walk away, and I'm like, yeah, I really like that match. And then everybody else in the rest of the world is like, that was dumb. That was filler for the middle of the blah blah And it's like, yeah, but you watch it with it on mute, and you don't know what the hell's going on. You don't have to worry about the announcers telling you who to root for. You don't have to worry about the crowd telling you whether or not they're bored. You can just sit there and watch it in the middle. Like if a wonderful experiment would be to, without telling anybody, like switch the nine o'clock hour with the eight o'clock hour of Raw and have them watch it and see if the same ratings come out. Um, Again, another argument that there's way too much wrestling and uh, at some point we need to hit the pause button. But um, (laughs) that's, that's... Again, another argument. That's that's an argument coming from someone with a baby. Right, that, bring it uh, back in. Yeah, bring it back somebody in. Somebody with a baby that, that is whew, getting tired of uh, 30 hours of wrestling every week. But um, now I lost my, my point. Oh, right. So with the, the audience, yeah, the, the lack of audience in those matches, I, I think I was still there. I was still on that point. Uh, I didn't lose that. That's the key. Um, there's, there's new things that you can try to just make this a little bit different. Um, and relying on the audience to tell you whether or not you should like something is asinine, ludicrous. Um, we do it with every other TV show. We don't worry about the audience. So yeah, I, I, I'm not saying get rid of the audience forever. I'm saying like, 
okay. I, I just, I don't, I don't enjoy it because the audience tells me to. I just think that when the audience is enjoying it, it adds to the experience. So you're relying 100% on the performers instead of like a hot crowd. But I, I think the argument that I'm making is that without the, like if the audience isn't on, then it takes away from certain moments. <clears throat> I mean, it does. Like The Rock versus Hulk Hogan would not be the same without the crowd. Right. That's fine. I'm saying that the audience can take away from certain moments, so it's not like a perfect formula. So it's it's just something that if they were to try like less, if they were to try more um, audi uh, audience less matches, that it's I, not necessarily yeah. a terrible thing. I, I just with like what I've seen going these past couple weeks, I, I wish that WWE would adopt what AEW's been doing and just have a couple guys make the right sounds. So I, I think it does kind of add to the um experience wrestling is meant to be you know seen heard and experienced so i don't know i i'm i will respectfully disagree i just i, I the, think it's uh, such a black and white thing with people and it's not it's gray it's just let's try something different and i think like my argument isn't to get yeah, rid I of mean, the I'd audience rather have this I'd rather have this than no wrestling. No, but that's not my argument either. I'm saying try different things. Try new things. Because we talked about earlier about why Seth Rollins is getting a title shot. Because it makes sense with the formula going forward. Let's change up the formula. We already know what's going to happen. Drew McIntyre's going to beat Seth. And then we're going to then we're gonna know that Drew McIntyre's good at wrestling. Yeah, but who did you what? want him to feud with outside, outside of WrestleMania? What? Who did you want him to feud with? Oh, I, I mean, we threw out there Jinder Mahal off the top of my head. I don't want to, like, we could play the game of who's better, who's worse. We could have time for me to think about that. Uh, off the top of my head, we gave some pretty good reasons why Jinder Mahal would have been a better option. Um, I know, but that that's something that, again, I think would have been better with the crowd. So I think that they have that in mind. I don't think they're that vo devoid of, you know... Um, you know, like the depth of what that story would bring. It's just, you know, we, I, I don't think they want to burn it up right now. I think you can, you know, save it. Well, I think you're... And they'd have to and they'd have to rebuild gender. So I don't think right out of the gate, WrestleMania, you have gender come back and immediately get jobbed out. I, I don't think that's what you want to do. I think you can build it up. I mean, yeah, you can. I, I think it, it just goes, it, it even goes back to what I said before, where there, yeah, there is a reason to to not do the Jinder Mahal match right now. There's a reason, like I said, a reason to and a reason not to do Seth Rollins. But that isn't what I'm arguing. I'm arguing about changing this formula that we all think is like, this is the only way pro wrestling can work. Or like, we like it because it fits the regular formula of wrestling. It's the same we're arguing about the audience and the non-audience in the match so we can talk about who should fight drew mcintyre but that's not the point the point is trying different things in pro wrestling and stop focusing on like what do the fans need to see um or what you know what is the formula they're used to it's it's let's let's just keep trying different things because on accident they had fun with you know i i'm worried that i'm never gonna see another firefly funhouse match 
because we won't be in Corona. There was so much complaining about the the non-audience uh, WrestleMania. And now again with the AEW thing is if they have a choice, like that's what's so ludicrous to me is the the idea that you're getting pro wrestling and the and the the complaint is that there's no audience. Okay, well we can't get around that right now. <laughs> it's just oh my god. All right. Again, final thought. I'd like them to try different things. I don't want this negative, like, social media universe to keep harping down on pro wrestling when they're trying to do something different. Try to make things work so that you can keep watching pro wrestling. And this isn't a WWE thing because we're talking about AEW. That's where this whole conversation started. I've, pro wrestling as a whole should continue to think outside the box. And, I, and I, I'm talking about how much, like, over this, the last few months, how much I've enjoyed New Japan pro wrestling. But think about, like, how I love it now but it actually is super formulaic. Like, I'm just getting into it. I, I followed Wrestle Kingdom the last few years. But then if you look at, they hit that pause button and then restart, they go into the same tournament, and then that sort of fuels the rest of the year. It's just, it, it's just, it's too many formulas. And I want to get out of that. Well, uh, I... I, I I think you're you're being a little too critical, Matt. I think right now we have Drew. That's Matt not fair. That's not champion. how you you do. That's not how you debate. I know, but you're you're upset about being critical. But I mean, you have Drew McIntyre as your champion. He's about to fight the biggest heel WWE has to offer, and on short notice, with WrestleMania just finishing, we're rebooting all the stories. I think we're in okay hands. They can afford to be more creative, but, that, but not, that's not what I'm not saying. Immediately out of the gate. That's not what I'm that saying. is what you're saying. <laughs> you're, you want them to be. You're hung up on. Them to go outside no, the box you're, you're and try hung new up things. on Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. I want. Yeah, but you're hung up on these because it's my. Things. Let's just try new things. It's my argument. Try new things. Can, you haven't given us any new things. Matt. I can be. You, you want more Firefly Funhouse matches, but. It doesn't work if you're at a live show because you need everybody to be quiet so you can hear the nuance of the conversation. And essentially, have 20,000 people sit there right. for a 15-minute movie. Right. That's part of my argument. That is a wonderful point because I can't have fans ruining these, like what would be maybe a better television event. I know, but it's not a special Firefly Funhouse event if you do it every single week. So, I mean, just not, pump the brakes. And see, I didn't patient. say that either. I'm not saying I wanted... I, know, I said I wanted something you, you different. You are afraid that you're not going to get another right. one. And I'm just like, just hold on. We just did No, 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 no. It, see, that's what you're missing. You're, 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 no, I'm not saying no, I want another doing, Firefly Funhouse. I'm saying on, I want, on, I want another hold different... On, hold I want on, another hold different on, thing. Hold on. I want Hold another on. different thing. I don't need Firefly right. Funhouse over and over. Okay. I want another right. different Hold thing. I want them to man. continue to evolve. Like what? I don't know. I want a creative team to give it to me. That's the that's the thing about everyone complains about WWE creative, but nobody has the creative. So just so off the top of my on. head, I was supposed to do a better job than of uh, somebody who gets paid to be a writer. Yeah, but you can't make the argument that it's it's you know something super easy i want i want something new and fresh every single week and it's like hold on it's it's still wrestling i'm not saying every single week in this this orb that we're used to and we're you know we're gonna get there man we we had at wrestlemania a, a biker match in a graveyard excuse me a boneyard 
and we had a Firefly Funhouse match. Let's let's we'll get there. The best part, we'll the there. best part about how angry I am at you right now is that I started saying this because I agreed with your point, and you took the other side of things after I agreed with you. Because you were saying that this match you know wasn't as bad, the uh, Moxley-Hager match wasn't as bad as everybody's complaining. And that's where my argument started, was you're right, Mike. It wasn't that bad, and people do need to stop harping so hard on these matches with without the audience. Because what I want, and what I was saying, and you're saying that I'm asking for a Firefly Funhouse match every week, but... Everyone, I want you to listen to me. I'm not saying that. Look at look I'm looking at the camera. I'm not saying that. That's what he's saying. If Drew was here, he'd be like But right, what I was ahead. I was when I was agreeing with you, Mike, and then you took the opposite side of the argument after I agreed with you, was I, I just want them to, to continue to try these new things and I don't I like this this is the same kind of thing that ruined... I'm, I'm sorry I'm about to say this, but this is the same kind of thing that scared Disney into doing something with uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And they had to bring back The Emperor. Because it was, for the first time ever, like the internet exploded with hate for The Last Jedi. Because it was... That's our third Disney reference on this episode. Because it was something different, and it was something where the, the writers and creators were asking you to think a step further than what the basic formula should be for Star Wars. And now pro wrestling was trying, they're trying, they have to do it because it's a necessity now. And we're still mad at them for trying. And I, I hate that. That's, that's the problem. I just, I don't know. I don't know what you're reading that is telling you that people didn't like what happened at WrestleMania. I, I, I've mostly read from talking heads and people who liked it. Yeah. They, we liked the Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match and people people like the boneyard match a lot more than i did i thought it was eh, it was okay i thought the firefly was the the real that was the indie movie that i want nominated for you know sundance and you know cans so, and all that so stuff. to answer your question i'm actually responding to what you said so to you said that I'm people saying, did like not... you were it sounded like mm -hmm. you were making this connection that we can't have seth and drew and then also be going after new things like you you can do both I'm you just can. saying to, to build the, the asset that is Drew, do that. I'm happy with that. I'm also happy to, you know, do more, you know, experimental theater matches, uh, especially when we're in these bizarre uh, uh, scenarios that we're in right. now with COVID. So what I, when I brought that up, I was building my point as to what would be the reason to, to keep trying these different things. And then we started talking about, you know, people get into the the audience being a part of what pro wrestling should be which got us back into the conversation about formulas which is where i then re-referenced drew mcintyre and seth rollins so that's where all that came from i don't i don't want you to miss that point because that that was brought up that was me replying to one of your uh responses so when we were talking about like what wrestling should be that's where that idea of formulas comes in, and that's where the idea that I know. But you're, wait, wait, wait. You're really let me. Close to being like, you're really close to being like the Trunchbull from Matilda, saying, you know, I love the schools except for all the children. It's like, eh, you know, no. I, I like going to the wrestling and being part of it. I, not, I'm not saying the audience is a problem with pro wrestling. I'm, what I'm saying is we put all these shoulds out there and then what happens is these companies get too afraid to try something different and would we have the firefly funhouse right now if it wasn't for corona absolutely not so 
I, I just, we enjoyed that so much. And are we ever going to get it again with fans complaining just nonstop about, let's make sure the fans are a part of wrestling. That's the only way you can do it. And all of these onlys and shoulds and... Yeah, the Boneyard match was good, but we can't do that next year because the audience would just be sitting on their hands during WrestleMania. And maybe you don't do it during WrestleMania. I'm fine. Let's go gray on it. I don't need it to be at WrestleMania. But I loved it so much, and it made me feel like a kid watching wrestling again. And it was so fun, and, you know, it was was magical. It was fantastic. There was so much sci-fi and and, uh, supernatural... uh, Elements yeah, I, to I it. just don't know what you're reading about people who didn't like it. That's that's where I'm coming from. Okay, well, let me... I'll repeat it again. I'm referencing what you said about people not liking Moxley and, and Hager. So, when I said people don't like audiences not being there, that's me taking your words. So, I was responding to what you were saying. Yeah, but... I, that's where that came I just from. Wouldn't have gone down this. I wouldn't have gone down this giant rabbit hole because it's not a one hundred percent, you know, broad stroke. I I don't know. I think a match like that needed a crowd because it, you know, it's in the ring. It's not a. It's a. It's more traditional match. So that's why it would have benefited from a crowd, not you know a boneyard match that's pre-taped in a graveyard. Those are two you know totally different entities. That's all. Well, yeah, but that's not that's not part of the argument. Like nobody's saying we should get thirty people to stand outside the boneyard match. I I just I think I've made a great point, and you keep turning my point into something completely different. I'm I'm not talking about bringing people into the boneyard match. Um, I'm talking about making sure that we still get like something. So new I know, but then you're making the argument then that you you want more of these empty arena matches. I. I would say that's accurate, but it's because I want to see something different. Like I, don't I think want... we need to see zero of them, but I, I think it's objectively better to watch a ladder match with a crowd than you know what transpired at WrestleMania. But that's what that's year. what we know right now. I'm saying that if we don't keep trying to improve, like we'll never know if there could be something better without a crowd. Yeah, I mean you can experiment. Yeah. Nobody wants to quash experimenting and, you know, and it goes well. That's why I brought up the point of Star Wars. Like, Disney, like, they had no reason, like, to say, we have all this money. We don't need to listen to these nerds on the internet. And what did we get? We got a a response, an entire billion-dollar movie response to fans whining on the internet. So, I... It, we may roll our eyes at it. We might go, ha, the WWE doesn't listen to that. But they might listen to, you know, I mean, I, I could bring up Bleacher Report um, as like a one of the, the entities that I'm aware of because I do read their stuff a lot. Uh, but they were pretty critical of any match that didn't have an audience. And it's fine, again, to be critical of that. Um, I think it is harder to watch. But... I think that's also like it, it could be done it could be done better i, I just don't want to see like this idea that oh no see it has to be done with an audience i think like the the real thing that should be said is like no you guys have to do it better which was that was the first thing i said was that um these non-audience matches are not perfect nowhere near it but w- when we stifle creativity and they come into these matches with fear 
of being ridiculed, then we get what we get. And I'd rather that they went that extra step to make it a little bit better. I just, I, I don't want to just say, just be better. Because I, I, I don't think that that's, that's not really, you know, constructive criticism. That's why I'm hesitant to jump on your bandwagon. I think that, you know, for, I don't think AEW is quaking in their boots. That's why they still put the match out after watching eight hours of, you know, WrestleMania, you know, with empty arena matches. and Like, be better in the sense I, that when you walk around and, you know, you, if we're talking to like a Trump supporter and they say something racist and then I sit them down and I say, be better. What I'm talking about is stop being racist and be a nicer person. When we're talking about a creative and we're saying be better, then it's, don't settle for that first thing. And I was referencing before, like, it feels like some of these storylines are like, hey, now we can go to lunch. Um, don't have that mentality. Go that extra step. That's that's what that means. I I understand. I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm still not on board. Because I, I just, I, I don't think that that's what they were doing with the Seth Rollins thing, which is where your whole point came from in the first place. I, I think there's a, a measured... Those are two separate... Those we're, First, I argued that that was not my ideal, and now I'm arguing that I hope they continue to try new and creative things. And then what got stuck in the middle there was this idea that you said audience should be there, and I want to take out shoulds from creative processes. Uh, I, 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 um, I guess, I, I mean, you can have that opinion. I, I just, that's what wrestling is. It's, you know. That's what I mean. Like, don't say that's what wrestling is. Like, we could turn it into something different. Yeah. Because then I mean, we sound like, extent, um, but... what's his name with the tennis racket? Or wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he hates like the young bucks and stuff. Um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, uh, Jim yeah. Cornette. Uh, it's just, you know, when you go to a live show, you you know, you want to be part of it. That's, I think that's part of the fun. So I, I just, when I say should, I mean, you buy a ticket and you go to a wrestling event and, you know, you get to cheer and boo and hiss and, yeah, you know, everything is dependent on that. So when I say should and you jump all over that, I would just be like, calm down because, you know, in some capacity, we still want to have fans back at these shows. I don't think going forward, we just want to permanently have, you know. Didn't say that. 11 hours a week of empty. Yeah, yeah I never said that. Um, all right, this is getting dirty and uh, I'm ready to, to call it quits. I think we're just going to keep talking in circles here. Um, I think everyone agrees I'm right. So let's wrap. We'll wrap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very few. I know. That's what hurts, Mike, uh, because we're going to wrap this up and most people are going to agree with you and say, you know what? He is right. Audience should be at live events. And I'm, I'm going to be stuck in YouTube world going, nope, that's not what I said, but that'll be, I'll be stuck in YouTube world. Just fucked by preconceived notions. All right, everybody, check us out on, uh, uh, please, uh, uh, subscribe, rate, and review on, on Apple Podcasts. But we are on Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, everywhere that you find podcasts, we are available. We're also on uh, Instagram, 
uh, as the brothers underscore of underscore discussion and Twitter at BOD Podcast. And we are also found at BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. But anytime that you can uh, subscribe, rate, and review, please do so so it'll help the ranking of our show. Um, Thanks for tuning in wherever you are. And uh, remember, if you're watching us on YouTube or IGTV, that you can subscribe to us on those podcasts so that... uh, We'll just go ahead and give you the updates when everything's ready to go. Or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel right now. It's, uh, where is it? Let's see. If I'm recording this, it'll probably be down over here. Yeah. So do that. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the argument here. We went way too long, so this isn't going to make it to IGTV. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. <laughs>